For all you elk hunters out there, chasing turkeys is basically the same thing. I know the reaction you just gave me, but don't knock it till you try it and don't try it without OnX. The Hunt app will not only help you find new areas on public ground, but I use it to find out landowner info to get permission on private ground that I see birds on as well. OnX Hunt has a special offer for you. Use code CAL to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt and find more birds this spring. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some access deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I venison.com and use promo code cal for 20 percent off your first order outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems things like hard starts rough performance and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup sea foam can help your engine run better and last longer simply pour a can in your gas tank hunters and anglers rely on sea foam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. That's SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. From Meat Eaters World News Headquarters in Bozeman, Montana, this is Cal's Week in Review with Ryan Cal Callahan. Now, here's Cal. Back in the sixth grade, everyone in my class had to write a poem about an animal. To be perfectly honest, I can't remember the animal I picked or what I said, but I can remember clearly and even quote word for word a poem that one of my classmates wrote. The sea is big, the sea is sick, and in it holds a slippery dick. The author of that particular stanza, a kid named Eric, was promptly sent to the principal's office after reading his poem aloud in class, which I thought was kind of out of line. See, a slippery dick is an actual name for an actual fish, an Atlantic wrasse, to be specific, which a group of us kids discovered while looking through an encyclopedia of fish species. And it's not like he volunteered to say a slippery dick in front of the whole class. The teacher made all of us read poems out loud. Eric was a prepubescent literary genius as far as I was concerned. I mean, I still remember the poem almost 30 years later. Can't say the same for most of the famous poems we read. Phallic naming aside, the slippery dick doesn't look anything like an, uh, you know, an actual member. But the same cannot be said for Euricus unicinctus, a marine spoonworm, also known as the fat innkeeper worm, or Chinese penis fish. That last name pretty well describes what they look like. Seven-inch-long, cylindrical, fleshy sea worms. They get the name innkeeper worm because they dig burrows in tidal sand and mudflats of the Pacific and are known to willingly share their homes with other marine species like gobies and pea crabs. They also have an interesting method of gathering food. Innkeeper worms build slime nets outside their doorsteps that trap drifting detritus. When the net is full, the worm consumes it whole, then builds another one. But their life habits are not the reason that I'm covering these critters today. Cool facts aside, these worms are mostly obscure, outside a small group of aquatic biologists. 
or at least they were until just a little while ago when thousands of them washed up on California beaches, displaced by a massive bomb cyclone. This event made national news because of the worm's striking resemblance to male genitalia. You can imagine what piles and piles of these creatures washed up on the sand might look like and why people may take notice of that. And photos. And selfies. Similar mass strandings of so-called penis fish happened in 2011 and 2016, always following a major weather event tied to an El Nino year, when warmer-than-average water temperatures contribute to large storms and heavy rainfall. Biologists don't know how these strandings affect the overall population of these creatures. Their reclusive, underground dwelling makes them difficult to quantify. We do know that they're an extremely old species, dating back some 300 million years, so they've probably weathered their fair share of storms. Like I said, this story captured the national imagination for obvious reasons. The sight of thousands of penis-shaped worms washed up on beaches tickles the same part of the brain that allowed me to retain a perfect memory of that silly poem I started this segment with. But one piece of information stuck out as I was researching this story. Google searches for penis fish recipes skyrocketed during the week that these worms were in the news cycle. Now, I could understand these searches if they were coming from California. I can imagine Californians thinking, hey, that's a lot of potential food washed up over there, about to go to waste, can I make it delicious? But, according to data from Google Trends, the majority of these searches came from Colorado, Minnesota, South Carolina, Wisconsin, and Missouri. Why so many people in parts of the country nowhere near the stranded worms were searching for penis fish recipes is simply beyond me. If you were one of the people contributing to these search numbers, or just have a rational explanation for this phenomenon, shoot me an email, ASKCAL at TheMeatEater.com. I'm genuinely curious. You know, if you can sort of muscle your way past the gag reflex, all kinds of food possibilities open up. This week, we've got birds, giant birds, bird migrations, birds wearing hats. It's bird bonanza over here. But first, let me tell you about my week. Couple of exciting things. My uh, little steel chainsaw that I like so much that I've been filling with canola oil to do all manner of jobs. I uh, had to get a bigger one. Said I needed some bar length to cut holes in the ice because I'm fixing to do some spearing. That's dropping a weighted spear through a six foot by three foot rectangular square of ice that you cut out. And then you just sit there real quiet under a tent or a shack sometimes and wait for big walleye and pike to come underneath you. That's my program, fixing to check that out. Steel Power Equipment, as you know, is the sponsor of Cal's Week in Review. This podcast is powered by steel, so go check them out. Further, I'm heading out to the Sacramento Delta to take a look firsthand at an issue that I covered way back in October of Cal's Week in Review, talking about the dismal salmon returns and the fate of the Delta smelt. A friend of mine who's a rice farmer down there reached out to me. He wanted to enlighten me on a different tactic or a change in ethos. Basically, there's not a lot of water getting out to the ocean, and the water that is getting out to the ocean happens to not be carrying much life, much food. But the water that is out in these rice fields, out in the delta, that is not getting channeled through the canals, is picking up a ton of food, food that can grow fish. So I'm heading down to talk to these rice farmers, see what they're talking about, and hopefully shoot some ducks. They uh, tell me the California rice duck is the tastiest of all ducks, and I'm looking for some big, fat birds. I, of course, am going to write up what I know, 
and get right back to you. And we'll see how these stewards of the land are planning on helping out the Delta smelt, the California salmon, and their own whale. For all you elk hunters out there, chasing turkeys is basically the same thing. I know the reaction you just gave me, but don't knock it till you try it and don't try it without OnX. The Hunt app will not only help you find new areas on public ground, but I use it to find out landowner info to get permission on private ground that I see birds on as well. OnX Hunt has a special offer for you. Use code CAL to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt and find more birds this spring. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time. Seafoam motor treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. I guarantee you've listened to them because I use it you know, regularly. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. You've heard that name before because I've talked about them here on this podcast. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. Now, it's wild axis deer, which is an invasive species, but this operation is monitored and observed by the USDA and they can commercially sell axis deer. Last time I went out to uh, Maui to hunt axis, I did not kill one, which is where Maui Nui Venison would come in very handy for folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful and still want to have something in the freezer or uh, handy in the form of a snack stick that is as close to getting your own as you can get, which is what Maui Nui Venison is. You can become a snack subscriber, get some Axis Deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com and use promo code CAL for 20% off your first order. Life. Moving on. Penguins are cute, cuddly, and lovable, right? They're one of those almost universally liked animals. But what if I told you that they used to be as big as a full-grown human? Would you still want to hug one? Remains of the newly described Crossvalia yparensis, or monster penguin, were found on New Zealand's South Island. It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. These giant aquatic birds grew over 5 feet tall and weighed over 170 pounds. Strange as the thought of a monster penguin may sound, New Zealand was once an epicenter for giant birds, like the massive flightless moa that grew over 10 feet tall, the Hass eagle, which had a wingspan nearly as tall as the moa, and a massive ancient parrot, affectionately known as Squawkzilla. Due to a lack of predators, giant birds were able to thrive in New Zealand back then. But this was also a time period when penguins, in general, enjoyed easy living across the southern seas. 
The same extinction event that killed off the dinosaurs also got rid of most of the large marine reptiles that once prowled those oceans, allowing penguins free reign. Of course, that all changed when toothed whales and pinnipeds started spreading. But for a few million years there, penguins really ruled the roost in the southern hemisphere, so to speak. And it seems like Crossvalia wyparensis was once king of the penguins. Modern penguin species may not grow to the same size as their predecessors, but they're still vying for survival and dominance in harsh conditions. And new research shows that some are doing better than others. Chinstrap penguins and Gentoo penguins are close relatives who both live in the Antarctic and feed primarily on krill. But over the past four decades, chinstrap numbers have cratered while Gentoos have exploded. So what's going on here? Well, the short answer is adaptability to climate change. With water temperatures warming and sea ice disappearing, krill are getting harder and harder to come by. According to a team of researchers at Louisiana State University who analyzed the chemistry of penguin feathers, Gentoos have figured out how to diversify their diets to include fish and squid, while chinstrap are still stuck on vanishing krill. I think we'd all take a lesson here about the importance of varied and flexible diet. Man cannot live on hardies alone. I say hardies because his buddy of mine in college, that's all he ate. And all of a sudden, the only hardies in Missoula, Montana closed down and everybody got a phone call like midnight as if the sky had fallen. It's like, did you hear? It's like, no, dude. No, we did not. Because we were all eating antelope steaks at my house. Sticking with birds and climate change, another recently published study offers the first empirical evidence on how shifting weather affects seasonal migration. Three researchers with very different backgrounds collaborated to analyze 24 years of radar data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration on nocturnal bird movements. Now, I'm not really a technology guy, but this study design strikes me as pretty damn cool. The team used artificial intelligence to help them comb through decades of radar data, a task that used to require actual humans to differentiate bird flocks from rainstorms on a case-by-case basis. New technology was able to automate that process and also allowed the team to crunch the numbers on this data set in 48 hours, a task that previously would have taken a year, at least. They found that birds are migrating earlier today than they did two decades ago, at least in the spring. For all you hunters out there looking for emerging trends in early season waterfowl, sorry, the study shows almost no change in fall migration patterns. Spring migrations tend to be more condensed, pushed by the drive to reach breeding grounds, find mating partners, and start making babies. I can see the sense in that. Fall migrations, on the other hand, are more spread out. Birds are in less of a hurry to reach winter grounds without the drive to mate. I think we all know how that goes. A couple weeks ago, I told you about a plane ride I shared out of South Dakota with a bunch of ranchers headed down to Las Vegas for the National Finals Rodeo. I'd like to think that one of them had a hand in this next story. I've personally spent a whole lot of time in Vegas, and uh, although it's got its high points, I'll admit that, much like Florida, it acts as a kind of nucleus for strange behavior. And, you know, good stories. Well, right around the time of the National Finals Rodeo, certain Vegas pigeons got a little more stylish because someone started outfitting them in tiny cowboy hats. On December 5th, a guy by the name of Bobby Lee posted the first video of a pigeon strutting proudly in bright red brimmed headgear. In the background, you can hear him exclaim, quote, The birds have hats on, bro! The video went viral, as the kids say. 
And since then, several more videos have popped up on social media showing that this pigeon isn't just a one-off thing. The New York Times interviewed Charles Walcott, a Cornell University ornithologist who specializes in common pigeons. Walcott's take on the videos was that the pigeons don't seem stressed and are exhibiting normal pigeon-like behavior, which is to say, strutting around, pecking gravel and discarded food and pooping all over the place. The avian milliner apparently took great care to make sure the hats were well-fitted and didn't cover the bird's eyes. Walcott did also mention to the Times that the hats might get in the way of seeing a hawk come down from on top. As you all know, I'm not a fan of messing with wildlife, anthropomorphizing them, dressing them up, or making them cute, but even I have to admit that this was pretty darn funny. Put a bird on it! Closing the loop on our bird segment here, a Louisiana man who shot a critically endangered whooping crane with a 22 semi-automatic rifle last year in an attempt to, quote, scare it away from his crawfish farm, was sentenced to 120 hours of community service and two years of probation in federal court. Oh my lord, that's a whooping crane! Folks in the avian conservation community are disappointed with this outcome, as they were hoping that the judge would impose a stiffer sentence on the crane shooter to set an example. Turns out, poaching whooping cranes is quite the problem in Louisiana. 11 birds have been shot since a flock was reintroduced there in 2011. For some context, only 42 cranes have been shot in the whole country since they were listed as endangered in 1967. The vast majority of these birds, 72%, have not been shot by people actively hunting. It seems like most folks who poach cranes do so because they consider the birds a nuisance or see them as a threat to crops or livestock as was the case of this crawfish farmer. The shooter probably didn't know he was taking out a critically endangered species. He just saw a big-ass bird pecking away at his crawfish stock and decided to take protective measures. Unfortunately for him, and for the population at large, this particular big-ass bird was kind of a big-ass deal. That crane and his mate produced the first pair of wild whooping crane eggs in Louisiana since the birds were reintroduced, and has been successfully doing so since 2014. My takeaway from this story is not new, but still important. Always make sure you know exactly what you're pointing your weapon at, and never point it at something you don't intend to kill. That's some basic hunter's ed for you. Moving on, and moving away from big birds. For all of you out there who assume big steaks grow big bodies, think again. At least if you're a whale. A group of whale researchers recently got together to ponder one of the great questions of history. Blue whales are the largest creatures to ever live on Earth and yet they only eat tiny invertebrates. How does that work? Turns out, filter feeders get more caloric bang for the buck, so to speak, than toothed whales. Although filter feeders like blue whales, humpback whales, and fin whales eat very small organisms like krill, they are able to consume a whole lot of them without expending a whole lot of energy. Toothed whales, like killer whales or porpoises on the other hand, chase down fish and squid that individually make for much larger meals, but they have to use echolocation to hunt each one individually, which turns out to be less efficient. Interesting thing about krill, particularly in the southern ocean, is that it's estimated that krill alone have a biomass of 379 million tons, which makes them the species with the largest total biomass. Although the whale by far and away outweighs the individual krill, krill by far and away outweigh the whale. All right, that's all I got for you this week. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying Cal's Week in Review, do me a favor and tell a friend to subscribe, or better yet, 
a few friends. You can also leave me a review by hitting that furthest right-hand star. Don't forget to write in and tell me what I got right, what I missed, and what's happening in your neck of the woods at AskCal, that's A-S-K-C-A-L, at TheMeatEater.com. Talk to you next week. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. That's seafoamworks.com to learn more. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some access deer sticks, sent right to your door visit mauinuivenison.com that's m-a-u-i-n-u-i venison.com and use promo code cal for 20 percent off your first order